0: It's the second round of the playoffs. We get into the dumpster fire that is my franchise, the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> the even bigger chaos surrounding the franchise I can't stand, which is the L.A. Lakers. So it's the only solace, really, that we have as Blazer fans <laughs> is how bad it is in L.A. Uh, the Magic surprisingly cleaning house, firing Steve Clifford. And we break down all four of the second round series. Do me a favor, Marty, and drop the Mickey Mouse beat.
1: But here we are so we ain't never gonna stop we got the green light go let me go here we are and even when we reach the top we gonna keep going till so
0: everybody knows who we are we time to talk up. about the coaching carousel this is like one of my favorite parts of the year to discuss is like when guys are coming out leaving mutually parting ways and then it's time for franchises to have hope again that's always what happens is they fire someone and then there's hope mm-hmm There's been some changes already, making huge ripples around the league. Uh, Let's talk about my team first. Portland is in shambles right now. Let's talk about what's been going on with my franchise the last four years, five years. (laughs) We have been bounced out of the first round four times in the last five years. We've blown double-digit leads, not just in multiple games in one series, but in multiple games in multiple series. Do not forget that we, beat, we were up by 15 points in multiple games against the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, and we blew all of those games to get swept. We just lost to a Nuggets team that was Damian Lillard pointed out so poignantly was missing three out of their, star, three out of their <laughs> five starters, and we still couldn't beat them. After blowing a 17 point lead at home, we got killed on our own court in game six. We have been dog shit on defense for the last five years. <laughs> this year, the worst defense in NBA history. Coming to the peak of shittiness. We just mutually parted quote unquote, mutually parted ways with our head coach after nine years. Why? Why? He was so bad at his job that players on the Clippers organization were taunting Damian Lillard, saying your coach can't adjust. (laughs) Oh, my God. According to two sources, Lillard was taunted throughout the game by a Clippers player. We know that who that was, Patrick Beverly, who mocked that the Blazers didn't have a coach who could adjust to the Clippers trapping defense on Damian Lillard. The Blazers were stifled, 133, 116 in that game, while Lillard was held to 11 points on 2 for 14 shooting. And then, here's where it gets even more fun. Jason Kidd, the candidate Damian Lillard went on record to say, that's the guy I want to replace Terry Stotts. Him? He just withdrew his name from consideration. Because there's too much drama when a franchise player goes on record and puts pressure on the organization like that. (laughs) The news was that Kidd was ultimately uncomfortable with the idea of pursuing the opening after Blazers star Damian Lillard publicly called for his hiring within hours of the Stotts departure, meaning he had been thinking about it for a while.
2: Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt he had been, it had been on his mind.
0: <laughs> the public nature of Lillard's endorsement, telling Yahoo Sports, "This Jason Kidd is the guy I want," left Kidd feeling he would pull, but pull. That he would put both Lillard and Portland's process, what a mouthful that sentence is, (laughs) in an awkward circumstance should he pursue the opening. We also have a superstar who said multiple times he would be loyal to this franchise. He didn't care about a championship. And then he decided to put a cryptic IG message up quoting the late Nipsey Hussle saying, how long should I stay dedicated? How long until opportunity meets preparation? My Lord, if that didn't send Twitter into a firestorm, making the world, including me, question could Damian Lillard be wavering? And now the rumors <laughs> are flying. His agent is fanning the flames by saying they are going to wait and see what the Blazers are going to do before they determine Damian Lillard's future. What the fuck does that mean? Wait and see? What they're doing before they determine his future, his future I thought was settled. (laughs) I thought this was settled. But here's where it gets even worse. This franchise has limited moves that they can make. Why? The roster's not great. They don't have pieces that they can trade, really. Some are overpaid. We have no first-round picks to send out for the foreseeable future. We have no draft picks that are early where we can use them ourselves and get a guy that will make an immediate impact for Dane. There's no guarantee that the guy we traded for, Norman Powell, is going to stick around. Our starting <laughs> center looks to want to be on the move unless we pay him a shitload of money. And how do we know he wants a shitload of money? He just hired Rich Paul.
2: That's tough. That's, That's tough. tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He the Paul hire, yeah.
0: They asked him, do you want to stay in Portland? And he goes, under the right circumstance. So he wants more money than he deserves. The only guy that has any trade value happens to be that superstar's best friend, CJ McCollum. That's a tough situation to be in. That same guy, CJ McCollum, helped Damian Lillard through a mourning process where they found his dead cousin lying on the ground. In the offseason. Do you think that that's a bond that Damian Lillard wants to break? Do you think that that's a move that the franchise is comfortable broaching? Probably not. I don't know. So what do you do? You got to spend like there's no tomorrow. Get into the luxury tax. Spend like a drunken fucking sailor. Everyone's getting paid. The only thing that's going to keep Dame happy is to try to, I guess, spend on role players uh, that can shoot. Take pressure off a dame, I guess. Because let's face this. The dame is the only reason that the Blazers are relevant. The only reason. The only reason that people outside of me and Portland Trail Blazers fans are watching them on TV. The only reason that we are nationally televised is because of dame. The only reason that regional sports networks pay the Blazers is because of dame. And guess what? That contract is now up. It's time to negotiate right this second with a new regional sports network called Root Sports. And if Dame is on the move, <laughs> the Blazers are going to get squeezed for less money than they want for that, those
2: rights. That'll be a tough one. That'll be, yeah, no, that's that's a bad situation. I didn't realize that. <laughs>
0: All of those things together as a whole, other than that, things are going great.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, the Blazers are in a bad spot. Let's just say that. They're in a bad spot. I don't even know what moves they have.
2: There's a lack of mobility for sure. Yeah.
0: Tisk, tisk, tisk. I don't know. I guess, time. I guess you try to get Chauncey Billups. I don't know. I don't know. Let's head over to Orlando where things are a little more clear. A city so disliked that LeBron James said he would rather retire than going there. And in shocking, low key shocking news, I would say, low key, they fired Steve Clifford. Uh, again, one of those mutually parting of ways. I love when they fire. Lloyd Pierce, but then they mutually part ways with Terry Stotts and Steve Clifford. It's weird how that vernacular changes so wildly. Orlando hired Clifford three years ago when he turned Orlando into a playoff team in his first two years. This year, he lost. It was a bad situation. They started off hot, right? They looked good in the first five games. They did. Then he lost two starters for the entire year in the first two weeks of the season. And then at the trade deadline, lost (laughs) his three star players (laughs) to the trade. Man, that's tough to really do much. So at that point, what do you want? Do you want to be mediocre? Fuck no. You want to be at the bottom. You want to be at the bottom, bottom, bottom so you can get some draft picks, right? So you can get a star player to come in. But you know what? No. Apparently, that is not what the Orlando Magic wanted him to do. They wanted him to thug out some wins and be in the middle of the pack, which is, in my opinion, very stupid. So he (laughs) left for the offseason thinking his job was safe. There was no rumblings about him being fired. And then suddenly, poof. Midway through the playoffs, you're gone. You are done. Just no conversations in person. Just call them like, hey, we're going to agree to mutually part ways. He's like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." but mutual means both of us, right? (laughs) Like, that's what it means. Man, that's tough. Management decided to change their mind going in a different direction. They're going to have likely two lottery picks this year. Orlando will probably be one of the youngest teams in the league. So their coach probably not going to have much pressure to win right away in the short term. And right now, at all of this, including Boston, we have three coaching openings, Portland, Boston, and Orlando, all to keep our eye on. I know you want D'Antoni in Portland. <laughs> I what just who think, do you really want? What no, do you really that's kind of who I want. I, just,
2: I think just go all in on offense because that's the only thing y'all seem to be good at. Try to score just 130 points a game.
0: Here's what I would say to, to this. You're not wrong, actually, because this— Brooklyn obviously has mastered that, but I would say the way, and Portland was actually the second best offense in the NBA. However, the way that we run our offense is tricky because there's so many dribble handoffs. We're probably one of the, I think we're number one in ISO in the league. Really? And at some points in the season we have been. Okay. It's been gross. Like, a lot of times, our offense is, vi- to me, very predictable. Bunch of dribble handoffs around the perimeter. It's not very creative. Even though Dame yeah. is Dame and <laughs> CJ is CJ, right? And they get off. Like, in the playoffs, it's very obvious what we're going to do. There's a
2: lot of get the ball to Dame. A lot yeah. of ball,
0: Get the ball to Dame. Not a lot of moving without the ball. It's been trash to watch. And it has been horrendous in the playoffs. Why? Because teams lock in on get the ball to Dame and they blitz Dame. And, and then we fucking get bounced. So, yeah. I think if you're going to go all in on offense, no better guy than Dan Tony. Oh, Marty. Okay, so I'm walking home the other day, and I see this woman in my peripheral vision. And she's like, oh, yeah, I like pretty pretty bitches like you. Mm, yeah, Yikes. I like you. I like you. And I'm like, "I just keep your head straight. Just keep it straight. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. And I'm standing at the sidewalk, and the light is turned red, so I can't move. And it's like two blocks from Penn Station. And she then decides to not only get into my perfume, she gets right into my face. And she's like, yeah, women like me, women like women like you, they like me. Mm, they like my brown skin. Mm, they like me. And I was like, "Uh, OK, I'm like feeling very uncomfortable. I can feel the danger. She's got a handful of ones and she tries to buy me a drink. She probably tries to buy me some Alizé. And I say no, like I'm not thirsty. And she gets very aggressive, starts getting mad, starts telling me that she's homeless and how the police keep arresting her. And then she follows me. She follows me for multiple blocks, about a block from my house, until somehow I ended up just turning up the street. And I'm like, this shit has to stop. I forgot my strike light at home. I did. Oh, no. I forgot it at home. The one day I forgot it at home where I could have just gone like to the air to make her go away. Like, Hey, I'm not playing today. I got to go get your face and your dollar bills and your aggression out from under me. I didn't have it. So the take home message is this folks. Don't be like me. If you live in a metropolitan city where things are popping off at all times, you need a strike light. The people at taser believe that safer self-defense is a better self-defense. The taser strike light is rechargeable. That's dope. High-powered flashlight at the same time as a taser, and it repels attackers through exactly what I was talking about. I could have done the electric stun. Just stun the air, boom, 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 and just back the fuck up away from me. It literally combines a stun gun with a flashlight. Why would you have a flashlight without it? I don't know. People are dumb. Sometimes they don't even know that this exists, and now that's why I'm telling you. The taser strike light is non-lethal self-protection device that's small and lightweight enough for you to carry on your wrist, or in your glove compartment, or in your purse. Guns carry unnecessary risks, a lot of them. I don't need to tell you about them, but there are there. Uh, and for folks like me who are clumsy, pepper spray, tough look. You spray your fingers, you rub your eye, you have allergies, which Marty has, and all of a sudden, now you have a bad day as long, at the same time as they have a bad day. Taser Strike Light is much safer than those two and much easier to use. So protect yourself and your family with Taser Strike Light self-defense product. Taser Strike Light is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code LEAGUE. Save 15% now at taser.com, promo code LEAGUE. Spelled T-A-S-E-R dot com, promo code LEAGUE. Restrictions apply. See a site for details. Let's talk about my favorite topic around the NBA. The demise, the despair, the downfall of the Los Angeles
2: Lakers.
0: (laughs) There is no thing I enjoy more than watching them fall, Marty. I got on TikTok on Thursday night and I said this, I said... Do you want to know how petty I am? How unbelievably spiteful and hateful I am? The Portland Trailblazers just went home tonight. Our playoff hopes are dashed. Gone. Out the window. Damian Lillard may be leaving. But I am still enjoying myself thoroughly. Because the Phoenix Suns are beating the shit out of the (laughs) uh, Los Angeles Lakers by almost 30. This is is at halftime I, I did this. And so... To me, the Portland Trailblazer fan, it's in my DNA to hate L.A. Fuck you for the Western Conference Finals that you stole from us. Probably a title, in fact, that you stole from us. The rivalry (laughs) that runs deep in my DNA. Fuck L.A. Fuck them hard. Fuck them slow. Fuck them shallow. Fuck them deep. Fuck L.A. Go home. Go fishing. Just like we're going fishing.
2: Echoed. Echoed, echoed, echoed.
0: Echoed. So it was, we'll call it. Solace, a little bit of solace, a little bit of licking my wounds. If there's anything that I could have taken any pleasure from on the night that my Blazers went home, it's L.A. being exactly who I thought that they were, which were fucking frauds. I said it, didn't I say? I said, L.A., it's not your year. Pack it up. No expectations. Go you did,
2: home. You did. You did say this. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it became pretty clear. I think LeBron leaving the bench in game six, that was kind of he, he knew A.D. didn't have it, and he knew that— I I mean in Game Five when he left in Game Five I, th- I I think he knew there's no way we're beating this team without AD. I but, have a question. Yeah.
0: Why the fuck did they allow Anthony Davis to play in Game Six?
2: I don't know. I mean, you could tell right away he was not able to go out and play basketball to his full capacity, and then just he was hobbling like so early on, like even before he went out, and then by the time it was like you could tell, yeah, no, it was bad. I don't know. I mean, I guess he probably forced his way in, would be my guess, but. Yeah, I don't know. Look dangerous. He
0: clearly wasn't healthy, has not been healthy the entire year on and off. So many injuries stacking on one another that makes him a problematic person to put out on the court. A danger to himself, I would say. <laughs> he can't do that. Whoever allowed that should be fired because who knows how the potential damage he could have possibly done under the right or wrong circumstances, however you look at it. Right. I keep telling you folks, AD, and even Charles Barkley said it, AD's not a healthy player. He's no. 27 years old with a litany of injuries and a history when he should not have those at his age.
2: Yeah, and that's a weird thing about his injury history is a lot of guys, they'll keep re-aggravating the same thing. He just has like four or five things that just, he's had four or five bad you injuries. You know that, like- um,
0: that game Operator? where there's little lights on the body that keep lighting up. That's Anthony Davis and his injuries.
2: That's (laughs) him. I mean, he's got a lot. He's He's got a a lot
0: and he's going to have more. So the Lakers should be concerned about preserving his health because they knew that they didn't have it. They shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. Because KD, AD, Clay, IT, Kawhi, Harden, Embiid, these team doctors don't give a fuck about you. They're going to let you go out there. They don't care. (laughs) They don't care about your long-term ability to walk. They care about you as an asset on the books right now to help us win games right now. That's all they care about. Yeah. Ask Kawhi about that. So, yeah, I'm licking my wounds and this is great. Let's find out what went wrong and what the path forward is. I think I know what went wrong. Who do you think? What do you think it is? Just guess.
2: <laughs> is it a person or? It's I'll one say- person. Magic.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, if we're going to go back that far, maybe. Rob Polinka. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, that's where I thought you were heading.
0: Decisions more random than a tiddly wink board, honestly. Just, (laughs) I don't know where his head is. What brilliant moves has Rob Polinka made?
2: Ooh, I mean... Oh, wait. Signed LeBron. That was a good signing. Let
0: me ask you this. <laughs> do you think that had anything to do with Rob Polinka? Not little. It had zero to do <laughs> with Rob Polinka. It could have been you, Marty, as the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers, and he would have signed in LA. Why? Because his wife wanted him in LA, and I promise you she was not going to be cool with LeBron James's legacy tied to the Clippers.
2: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. So,
0: no. Okay. So, we'll give him... I don't know, 10% of the LeBron signing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically his to not fuck up. Yeah. Cool. Competency. Awesome. All right, so then AD. Uh, AD yeah. does not come there <laughs> without LeBron and Rich Paul placing him there.
2: Right. R- Rich yeah. Paul
0: told the world, AD is not re-signing anywhere except
2: for Los Angeles. Yeah, that one was handed to him. Yeah, And he still gave up a shit ton for him. So, Correct. like, it's not like he did a good job of taking advantage of the situation either yeah he did
0: not take control and, and advantage of leverage that he had a lot of right right so what's next they signed kcp to a long-term deal in the offseason. <laughs> l unless braun requested that which i don't know so i, I will call it who knows they signed montrez harrell the reigning sixth man of the year could have been a w but then you look at the moves that they made after that yeah they traded javel mcgee and his two second two second rounders into mark gasol Oh, <laughs> Mark Gasol can barely walk, let alone get back on defense. He looked tough out there to
2: watch. Yeah. And he was the guy they were bringing in to because Drummond was getting played off. Like he was he was their option. Correct. Right? Yeah.
0: Then they acquired another immobile big and Andre Drummond at the buyout deadline, making things very complicated for Montrezl Harrell and making Mark Gasol feel completely disrespected. Unimportant, discarded, hurt. There was news that he might be let go altogether. So you gave up two second round picks and JaVale McGee for a guy that you almost cut? What the fuck (laughs) are you doing? What are you doing? That is insane. Rob Plinka said he would do the Andre Drummond move again and again in retrospect. Would you? I wouldn't.
2: Yeah, no. (laughs) Bad quote.
0: (laughs) Now they're thinking about signing Andre Drummond to a new long-term deal. L. To the backcourt we go, Marty. Then they traded Danny Green in a first, a late first-round pick for Dennis Schroeder. L. The Lakers tried to extend him right away for $21 million a year, which if they <laughs> would have done that and been successful in their efforts. L. Massive, massive L. When he said no and he underperformed, they then failed to trade him for Kyle Lowry at the trade deadline. Why? Cuz they were unwilling to let go of Taylin Horton Tucker. L. It's
2: a real bad. That's a real bad L. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. They didn't bring back Rajon Rondo, who was a key piece of the Lakers' title run. Low-key key piece. Jared Dudley said that the IQ of this year's Lakers team was not at championship level and the reason why was because they didn't have Rondo. That is a direct quote. L. <laughs> I mean, now they will probably lose Dennis Schroeder for everything. For, for, for nothing. They will lose him for nothing. Paying a first rounder and Danny Green for a one-year rental. And a rental that was not exactly conducive to the team culture, we'll say. He did not fit in right away. Magic Johnson is exactly like all of us. He thinks Dennis Schroeder is... Not worth $21 million. (laughs) Pretty much his thought is exactly what my thought was. Who the fuck does Dennis Schroeder think he is? Who? (laughs) Who does he think he is? You know what? He's actually worse than I thought he was when I said that slanderous comment. He's actually worse (laughs) now than he was then. Magic says this, quote, I don't think he's a Laker. I don't think God this is a shade. I don't think He brings a winning mentality and an attitude we need. He failed. We should not sign Him back
2: what's What's funny about players like him is that like they always they were really into calling him oh he's our x factor he's our x factor like x factor is not a good thing to really be cuz that means sometimes you play like shit and your team loses because of it <laughs> so like big
0: facts yeah. otherwise you'd be a superstar
2: right yeah
0: <laughs> x the difference between an x factor and a superstar is consistency yeah so what is this losing mentality that you ask that magic is so unhappy about well one Deciding to opt out of getting vaccinated and then contracting COVID by breaking protocol multiple times in multiple parts of the season. During a crucial stretch, he missed seven games. And then he bragged about the fact that he decided not to get vaccinated after the fact. <laughs> Yikes. Or this one's probably more, uh, we'll call it critical. He f- How about trying to force yourself into a greater role? Right when you got to the team, even though that the Lakers acquired you because you were the runner up as the sixth man of the year. (laughs) And Ramona Shelburne reported that even though the Lakers had high hopes for Schroeder, the relations, the relationship started off awkwardly when Schroeder stated publicly he expected to start, even though he had success off the bench with Oklahoma City as a runner up in the sixth man of the year voting. And then it got worse with each contract extension, he turned down. Right. How are we not talking about Rob Polinka? How are we not talking about <laughs> the fact that outside of LeBron and AD, which was 100% LeBron, he's been dog shit. Yeah. He has been these moves when you add them up and you put them into a little box, you think, God, this guy's fucking terrible. This, has there been one great move? The only good move that I guess you could say was Montrez Harrell? But, but look, he
2: was getting DNPs in playoffs. He got DNPs in the, playoffs. DMPs yeah. in the <laughs> playoffs.
0: But also, he now has a player option this year, and he's fucking gone. Alex <laughs> Russo's probably gone. So what are you really doing?
2: Yeah, no, when you say it all in a row, it's uh, quite damning.
0: Damning is the way that I would put it, too. These are some of the worst moves that I've ever seen a title winner make in the offseason. Like, you're supposed to, like, try to back up your title. They got significantly worse. Significantly. Oh, and yeah. they actively got themselves worse. It's not like these guys just left. They traded him away. the fuck are you doing, Rob Polinka?
2: And everyone thought they got so much better. That was all the talk, like, going into the season was mm. like, oh, they're better now.
0: And when you add it all up together, all of his decisions, they are very damning. But then you put more shit on this shit Sunday when Brian Windhorst just reported... That if you think, Lakers fans, that the Lakers are making big moves in the offseason and getting a star, think again. Oh no, rut row, Lakers are in trouble. This league! Father's Day is right around the corner. My favorite holiday, because I do nothing. But, for folks who do have a dad... Uh, and Barstool Sports Tour has gifting covered for you this year. They have a bunch of polos and quarter zips for the golfing dads or T-shirts and hoodies for the more casual dads. Head to store.barstoolsports.com to find the perfect gift for your dad or your daddy.
1: I'm overcoming the obstacle. Don't call me, I ain't calling you. Cause I do not you. the type to watch my moves. I can tell you I
0: am not known for being tactful. I'm not. But I think what one could expect from me are facts. I speak it how I see it. And the facts to me are this: if you put your star player on the floor when he can possibly be limited or diminished by his injury, the opposing team is going to try and exploit that. They're going to try to take advantage and find out how limited he is.
2: No? Yeah, you test a piece that you see is possibly weak. Yeah. Yep.
0: I tweeted, throw everything at Embiid. Let's test that knee. And I immediately thought to myself, <laughs> people are going to be really mad about this. <laughs> So I deleted it. Why? Because it lacked nuance. It was one sentence and it lacked, we'll call it empathy. But that is the game plan for Atlanta. If you're Atlanta, you throw everything at Embiid. Let's test that knee. Yeah. I guarantee you that was our game plan. A little harsh. So I deleted it. People were very mad. But do you not think that that's true? That is exactly what the Suns did with Anthony Davis. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess we were attacking a lot, especially game six early on. You went
0: at him multiple times in a row.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, for sure.
0: Of course, of course.
2: I'm glad he didn't look as good as Embiid did yesterday.
0: I was absolutely not condoning that the Hawks try and hurt Embiid. They don't need that. All they need to do is figure out what he can and cannot do. How explosive he is, whether his conditioning is down, uh, is he as bouncy? Test him out. If he can play on a torn meniscus and be dominant, then we'll see. But we're not going to play him like normal and pretend that he's at full strength. That would be fucking dumb of us. But of course, Sixers fans just deepened their feels. They were just so mad. And now your MVP candidate, I get it. Like your MVP candidate, he was a stud all year. You were the number one seed in the East. And now you might get bounced by the Atlanta Hawks. That's a tough pill to swallow, even with Embiid (laughs) on the floor. I get that. And B, it's injuries are easy to overlook, but man, he has been hurt a lot.
2: Oh, yeah. He's yeah.
0: been hurt a lot. So they try to downplay it. They're like, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just a minor tear in the meniscus. It's a lateral tear, not a medial tear. You got like brand new, <laughs> like Sixer <laughs> fans have become doctors overnight. You know? <laughs> Let me just tell they've you this. To. <laughs> Let me just be very, they've probably been on WebMD for 24 hours straight. <laughs> Let me just be very, very clear. There are no minor tears in the meniscus when you're seven feet tall and you have a reconstructed knee that's the opposite of the hurt one.
2: Right. Yeah. There's no such thing as misdemeanor cocaine possession. Either. No, yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. So some fan bases do hate it when I speak facts like the Laker fans. But this is 100 percent and unequivocally a fact. When another team's player is hurt, you exploit it every time without ex- exception. But back to the series. So, this team, I would say, has problems. Philly. Philly has problems. Ugh, Embiid was a monster. Yeah. Embiid was dominant. Embiid looked like a warrior. 39 points. And Atlanta still were, was blowing him out. Embiid healthy? No fucking chance. Embiid is healthy. He put up almost 40. He did as much as you could possibly ask Embiid to do. And you still fucking lost. By almost a lot. You were down by twenty plus points during the game.
2: Yeah, no, they had a very good run at the in the in the fourth quarter and most of the second half. They they played good in the second half. I mean, Atlanta just rained three. I know we're going to get to it, but they were raining threes.
0: They had no answer for Trey Young. No, but Trista. What about Ben Simmons? He did nothing to silence the haters. He Sixers fans will say, "Well, he had seventeen points, Trista, ten assists, Trista, and four steals,
2: hundred percent shooting." 100%
0: 100% shooting.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: but the haters will say he was 30% from the free throw line, missing yes. seven of the Sixers' total nine free throws in the four point loss. If he made those, who knows? <laughs> who knows? He had also five turnovers and he got into early foul trouble because he doesn't know how to guard Trey Young, who is a co- complete mastermind at understanding how refs call the game. He only guarded Trey Young for a minute and a half. Why is that? because Doc had seen enough. He got two <laughs> early fouls, and I was like, that's a wrap. I'll put Danny Green on his ass. I'll let Danny Green get cooked all night, and we'll see what we do. Because I can't have Ben Simmons fouling out in the third quarter.
2: Of- I don't understand why they don't just throw Thibel at him 100% of the time he's on the floor. I
0: guess they need offense. Which, of course, Ben Simmons then goes on record. And how do I put this nicely? <laughs> kind of acts like a bitch complaining about the refs and lobbying for them to call the game differently in game two. He said this, I probably will guard Trey Young. I mean, I want to. If the refs aren't going to call so many fouls and I can be physical and I can be 6'10", then I'll be 6'10". But we'll see. It's so hard to like him, right? I mean, what is that quote?
2: Yeah, no, I mean... That's weak. That's weak. I'll, I'll 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 agree with you on that, that one. That's a pretty weak. weak. That's pretty gas quote. Pretty weak quote.
0: How about you just be the D P O Y that you're supposed to be? Figure out how to guard Trey Young. Use your length. Give him space. You've got length on your arms, then do that. But don't get your body on him. Don't try to play physical because you know Trey Young will stop short on you and you'll get two quick fouls. So figure it out. If you're such a good defender, figure it out. And then Bede, what about him? What about him moving forward? This is what he said. He tweaked his his knee late in the game. And so he says, it's all right. Um, Playing on a torn meniscus is not easy, but it's all right. I just have to keep managing and hope for the best. Try to manage it so it doesn't swell up. The pain is going to be there. But as long as I'm out there, I'm going to play hard. I'm going to die for loose balls. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. What a disparity in those two quotes,
2: huh?
0: (laughs) Holy shit. Didn't even think about that until I just read them back to back. Yeah, what a warrior. So the outcome, the upshot of this is that the Sixers have a series on their hands. I mean, I never thought this would ever happen. I never thought I would ever say this, but the Atlanta Hawks could actually win this. With Embiid. With Embiid. Yeah. I don't even know what to make of it, honestly. <laughs> like, they won game one in Philly without DeAndre Hunter.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I still like the Sixers in Same. this series. Of course. It's just It, it, it was very surprising, and I just— We have to talk about Bogdan Bogdanovich for a second, because I know Trey gets his flowers and all that, but Bogdan is such a big part of their team. That's right. Here's
0: the bottom line. They don't have an answer for Trey. They don't have an answer for Bogdanovich or Herder. They have tall three-point shooters who create space. You got Trey Young getting into the paint, being crafty. Drawing contact, stopping, getting guys to freeze, and then kicking out or doing a floater down low. How do you defend that?
2: Yeah. No, I mean, and people talk shit about Trey and like, oh, like his, like stopping short. It's like bad for the league, bad for basketball. But I it. mean, I, I mean, he's really fucking good at it.
0: And he's like, really fucking quick. Yeah. Like, Sixers, Wolf, Sixers fans will say this. We almost won. We came back. We played intense defense, just like we're known to do. And we could have won that game. But no, that is not true. The Hawks made mistakes. It was not you outplaying them. Trey Young made some dumb mistakes down the stretch. You got a couple of lucky calls. You did not play better than the Hawks down the stretch where you almost won. They almost gave the game away. That is a huge distinction. But if they didn't make those mistakes, with Embiid almost scoring 40, you would have been blown the fuck out and rut row. I have no prediction moving forward. I have zero prediction. I cannot call this series. There's no chance. Zero chance. I mean, I could go with, oh, yeah, Sixers and seven. No, I'm not going to do that. I have no idea. On Friday's, game, Friday's show, though, we will have Sixers writer at, from the Athletic, Rich Hoffman, and I will pepper him. We will pepper him with questions. Getting, <laughs> He will probably say Sixers and <laughs> Sixers, depending on what they do in game two, Sixers and seven, Sixers and six. We'll see. God damn it, why can't James Harden stay healthy? <laughs> Sheesh. One of the most durable players in the NBA history goes down, goes to Brooklyn, and fucking turns into a China doll. I don't understand it. It's so gross. It has to be the pandemic. Has
2: to be. You think? I don't know. I mean, sh- shit. I never have answers to these questions. It's- he was fat. <laughs> he...
0: he had Are we, a hamstring We're attributing problem? it all
2: to weight gain?
0: Absolutely. Really? Okay. When you look online, which I did today, okay, and you look up most common reasons for a hamstring strain, it is lack of physical fitness. <laughs> 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 he was out of shape and all of a sudden he started to try and started to sprint rapidly for the Brooklyn and leading the charge when those guys were in and out of the lineup being the man that he was. And then it was like, yo, your body is not supple right now. It's got an extra <laughs> LBs on it. And then it was like, Kee! and then he tried to come back because he loves the hoop. And fuck, I don't know. NBA fans hate it. I hate it. You hate it. He missed 23 games in the regular season. I think that he should have been held out the entire Celtics series.
2: Really? Yeah,
0: I do. I think hamstring strains are tricky. They come back and forth. They're so hard to shake. I've had a hamstring strain before and I didn't wasn't even doing anything like big, you know, and mm-hmm. it lasted for months. It was just like nagging. It's a nagging injury and it snaps across your knee, causes knee pain, causes hip pain. Yikes. It would have been a gentleman's sweep, in my opinion, regardless. They were, they were not going to go this distance with the Celtics. No way. Now, game one and game two in the Eastern Conference semifinals, you don't have James. He was lost in the first play. Now he's out game two. So what I would do is my – this is my thought process. They looked pretty fucking good without him, didn't they?
2: They sure shit did, yeah.
0: I think you hold him out. I think you turn him into one of those uh, fire extinguishers, like only break <laughs> the glass in t- oh, in times if, of yeah. emergency. Mm-hmm. Like you keep James Harden in a glass box until absolutely necessary.
2: Yeah, no, I like that strategy as well too. I mean if they – Handle him without him, like, yeah, give him some rest. Yeah, give him that, rest. That'd be the way to play it, yeah. If, it,
0: if you end up playing the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe you rest him then.
2: I think they're nervous about it, though. Probably more so than they're letting on. For sure.
0: And to me, James Harden should be listening to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant has some experience coming back too early in a run to a title.
2: That is a very good point, yes. And
0: he is his teammate, and I think he would say, just chill, bro, just chill. Like, we got this. Me and Kai, we got this. And in terms of the Bucks, there's a lot of chatter because the Bucks look terrible. They looked awful. After the first quarter, they looked bad.
2: Yeah, uh, Drew Holiday <laughs> had a very bad offensive game. I don't expect that to continue much. It, it, they'll be different when he's back playing. I don't know. I'm not completely out on the Bucks yet. Neither am I. Yeah. So
0: this is what I would say. They have had five straight games of bad perimeter shooting. Uh-huh. They are, I mean, once I like, 27% from three?
2: Is that what they are? We'll 27
0: check. <laughs> in the last five, five games. I was just looking at this.
2: Okay.
0: I do not expect that to continue. Drew Holiday is sub 30 over the last five games. I do not expect that to continue. The world will say the loss of Dante DiVincenzo is the reason that they are not as good. And I would say, yeah, I roll. Yes. <laughs> Insert I roll. You've got... Fucking Pat Connaughton is a better shooter than Dante. Yes, you're shaking your head. Don than Dante DiVincenzo. This is the fifth best three point shooting team in the league. I do expect them to, we'll call it, have a reversion to the mean. They will, can, they will become a good three point shooting team again. They were playing against the Miami Heat. In my opinion, very good defensive team, especially on the perimeter. Lockdown guys like like Jimmy Butler, who was expending all of his injury. Uh, all of his energy trying to lock down those guys like Chris Middleton, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Now what? You're playing against the Nets, and they are not the same defensive team. I expect that the Bucks were just rusty. They had long layoff.
2: Yeah, no, I I attribute a lot of it to rustiness, yeah.
0: And also their offense just looked, they just looked very slow and very like, Sluggish.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, we're seeing playoff Giannis as well.
0: Yeah, playoff yeah. Giannis. We're seeing playoff Bud as well. Playoff <laughs> Bud is, is giving Giannis the pick and roll. He's the handler on the pick and roll. Even Draymond was like, can't do that. <laughs> Draymond Green tweeted, like, can't run Giannis as the handler on the pick and roll. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone. So that's got to change. Um, so I think that this is a long series, personally. But I yeah. do think you keep out James as long as you possibly can. Man, did the Mavs blow it, or did they blow it?
2: <laughs> they kind of they did. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I think Kawhi went and got it, but you, you can clearly, yeah.
0: They gave the series away for this. They're up two zip. They went up 20 in front of a loud, raucous crowd in Dallas. They're just electric, ballistic. And then they just, like, allowed the lead to just bleed out just bleed, 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 like a little paper cut until all of a sudden the Clippers were ahead. I went to bed when the Mavs were up 20 that night. Oh, you did. (laughs) And I, in my mind, thought that they won that game. And I'm like, man, Mavs up 3-0? Can you believe that? And they're like, no, no, the Clippers came back and won that game. What? (laughs) How? No idea how Carlisle let that slip through his fingers because there's just no way the Clippers come back from 3-0. No way.
2: I mean, it's never been done.
0: Never been done. They gave Kawhi a little daylight. And then Kawhi decided to show the world. It was like you you woke up a sleeping giant, and then all of a sudden Kawhi was like, "I am the best player on the court. Yeah. I am a robot. I am the best. Luca's great, but I am better." Luca was tremendous too. He in Game Seven was responsible for seventy seven points for the Mavs <laughs> in Game Seven, which is an NBA record.
2: Really? No shit. An yeah,
0: NBA record, and he still was not the best player on the court.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense for him to have that record, though. <sighs> yeah.
0: Kawhi just dominating, ending the Mavs season, possibly creating more drama around the franchise moving forward. Now there's all these, like, whispers about poor Zingas. We knew he was always not good. <laughs> We've talked about this since, what, week three
2: of the NBA season? Oh, of this season, yeah. I mean, it's it's been pretty obvious. I mean, he averaged, what, thir- 13 and 5? In this series, and he's making $41 million. And, I mean, we'll probably get to it in a second. But, like, and just constantly complaining about how he's not getting the ball enough. He's like,
0: like, oh, (laughs) it's so hard for me. Like, when they win a game, he's like, yeah, we really uh, somehow the ball got moved around. Yeah, that's
2: exactly what he'll say. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) the ball moved around tremendously tonight. Yeah, we actually moved the ball this game. (laughs) It's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, and I mean, we know that he and Luca aren't buddies. That's, like, a known thing. So, that I think the Mavs are in trouble.
0: I think the Mavs are in a lot of trouble. And the most concerning and most puzzling thing to me was how Carlisle, they came out and made a statement about it. Carlisle will remain in his job. Uh How does that happen?
2: Well, what Cuban said about that, he, and, and it's actually kind of true, his record backs it up, is that he said, I don't want to make a coaching change unless I'm positive someone better, someone much, much better is going to come in because normally grass isn't always greener. Facts. And, uh, I mean, he has stayed true to that. So, I mean, we'll see. But I, I sort of get the reasoning. But it, can, it, I
0: give you some, can I give you some stats? Yeah, I would love some, yeah. In 10 years since they've won it all, uh, ten years ago, they've missed the playoffs four times, and they have been bounced out of the first round six times.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Terry Stotts, hold my fucking beer.
2: <laughs> that is
0: atrocious. That's worse than Terry Stotts.
2: <laughs> yeah, Terry Stotts made a West Finals run. Yeah,
0: Ter- Terry Stotts also has gone to the playoffs like pretty much every single year. Yeah, in that nine times. Yeah, nine years. So, holy shit. So, I think. I like Rick Carlisle. Rick I, I think he's a good coach. But I do think it's maybe sometimes time for like a fresh
2: change. Yeah.
0: Something new. And poor Zingas, I don't even know what you do with him. Like, I'm seeing him in rumors. I just got a text from the GM saying uh, there, there was a big rumor mill coming out saying that they were going to trade the Indian or Pacers. We're going to trade yeah, I saw that. for Porzingis. I tweeted him, are you guys going to trade for Zinger? Is that fake news? And it was just a big thumbs up. Fun thumbs down emoji. <laughs> thumbs down emoji. So, no, they are not trading. Nobody's dumb enough to trade for Porzingis, but maybe the Blazers. How could you
2: possibly want him at
0: this point? He makes so much money. Yeah. So much money. It's dumb. Uh, yeah, they need to sort their shit out. Yeah. And I don't see them doing anything more th- next year than they did this year. So it's a big time problem. And mm-hmm. they have no moves to make when Zinger's still on the books. We now move to the lit ass series, Marty, of the Jazz and the Clippers. I am two minds of this. Uh, One thinks like there's nothing that Kawhi can't do. I have no idea what to make of him. He just turned into God mode pretty much like overnight as soon as he wanted. And the other part of me thinks like Trista was wrong and the Jazz are actually for real. I will say this. I have been r- wrong about the Jazz so far. Like They did play the Memphis Grizzlies, so they have not been tested. Memphis Grizzlies were like, we'll call it a mountain apart from mm-hmm. talent, from a talent perspective and experience perspective. But if they can continue shooting 17 threes a game, and it took the Clippers seven games to beat the Mavs, who are way worse than the Jazz, yeah, I think that this is a gentleman's sweep for the Jazz.
2: Really? Yes. Mm.
0: I think if the Mavs could have gone up three zero to the Clippers and the Jazz are a lot better than the Mavs, I don't, and they have home, fo- home floor and it actually means something in Utah. I mean, you know what those fans are like, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so can you imagine the heckling that's going to go on to PG in Utah?
2: PG is going to get it really bad. Bad. It's going to be so
0: bad. Kawhi's going to have to be Superman every single game. Because that's what he needed to be to beat the Bavs. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think it's going to be close. What do you think?
2: I th- I do think the Jazz win. I, th- I think the Clippers have showed us too often that they'll have games that they just aren't good. And, <sighs> I mean, again, I know the Jazz were playing Memphis and they were supposed to look the best. But they have looked the best. And, yeah, no, I I'm, I, I don't know if I'm saying gentlemen sweet, but I do think the Jazz win.
0: Then, finally, Suns Nuggets. I also don't think that this one is particularly close either. The Suns should beat, in my opinion, the shit out of the Nuggets. I do not count on, and I cannot count on, your Suns team allowing Monty fucking Morris, who wasn't even playing the earlier this season, and Austin Rivers, who was discarded by the Knicks and on his couch— like a month and a half ago as well, Uh to become who they were against us, right? Right. The Blazers are fucking trash at defense, and they look like heroes. No chance you do that. No chance. Blazers can't guard a parked car. The Suns can lock down. I mean, for sure.
2: Yeah. And, like... I mean as much as we can say about the Blazers defense they did show a formula to neutralize Jokic something.
0: and yep and, 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 and MPJ, Jokic.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah well MPJ I'm actually not worried about cuz I think Mikhail is I, he's I trust so I, long. I trust Mikhail there like that's I think going to I think that's going to be a wash that matchup but if Ayton playing the way he, that's what he's I'm been saying. playing and yeah if it, it, it and I trust Monty to like watch film and see okay this is what they did they took away the passing lanes wa wa I think Monty's going to have a really good plan for Jokic. And yeah, their guards just can't keep up with ours.
0: I think Aiton is tougher. I think he's more athletic. I think he's more disciplined. I think he's more savvy. I think he's more everything than Nurk, except for thick. Like the only yeah. thing that Nurk has is weight on DeAndre Aiton. Yeah. So I think that the Suns will be able to contain Jokic in a similar way to Nurk, that Nurk did for one game. Because you see that, that Jokic can get rattled and shoot airballs and then he's in his own head. He is like not with it. And I think the MPJ can be guarded by McHale better than Norman Powell did. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. And the Suns have shooters fucking everywhere. You guys can get in the mid-range. We saw how the Blazers did really well inside the paint. Yeah, Uh, And you've got Devin Booker and Chris Paul that that are like mid-range masters. It's going to be very fun to watch. And I will also keep my eye on your boy, Jay Crowder, who has been very fun to watch, however tremendously bad from the three-point line. He has to stay... I don't know. He had some big threes in Game Six, but yeah. that, I mean,
2: yeah, no, he got better at that one. I I don't know. I trust him to play well with the really big games. I do love that man, though. He's become he's become one of my favorite sons of he's all time. Hard just not to love just how he did LeBron. And after he got tossed from Game Six, and he just ran off like to like mimic LeBron. It was oh, I love that man.
0: And then he got on Instagram and said, "Ain't no fun when the rabbit when got the, rab- the gun." Rabbit got the gun. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, that is. That's going to be fun one to watch. We also have a couple of interviews coming up. I won't. uh, We have Quentin Richardson, Darius Miles on Friday. Uh, That's all the time that we have for the This League podcast. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Makes a huge difference. We also have This League playoff merch on sale. There's some Lucas stuff. Uh, I believe Brooklyn Nets. So I think a lot of these guys are out of the playoffs. But don't forget (laughs) to follow us at, at This League and at Trista Crick on TikTok. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Thank you for listening. We will be back Friday afternoon for the next episode of This League.
1: The bigger they come, the harder they fall. It's time to risk it all. Say hello to... She wanna lick a trapper